Hey guys, welcome to the show. If you haven't heard already, it's probably because you don't follow us on social media yet, but we're on Apple Podcasts now, along with other popular platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Exciting news. We're going to be doing a giveaway to celebrate the start of our podcast. We're going to be giving away a $25 gift card to any restaurant of your choice once we hit 250 listens. To enter to win, you must do four simple things. Be following our Twitter or Instagram accounts, or both, at at sports913pod. You must subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, and leave a review for us. We're doing this for our entertainment, but also for your knowledge, so help us get better at it. And then the last thing is send us an email to sportsinthe913podcast at gmail.com with your social media handle where you followed us showing a screenshot that you subscribe to our podcast and that you left us a review. We will be announcing the winner at random on an Instagram live stream after we hit the 250 listens mark, so make sure that you are staying tuned into our social media pages. Now let's get into the show. The game is over, and the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Skirt, skirt. Welcome back, guys. Sorry we missed a couple week or a couple episodes last week, but we're back. It's episode seven, week seven for fantasy. Let's get into it, guys. Hey, it's good to be it. back. Whew, Dalton, how how was your reaction to week six of the NFL season? What like what are your how does it feel to be a Chiefs fan? Just give us a rundown of football in the life of Dalton. Oh, big fan. Glad that we could bounce back and get our win. Um, Clyde looked freaking amazing. So I was I was excited. You know, I have him in a few leagues. And then in general, I mean, I was just happy over the weekend in general, because I had played you twice in two leagues. And beat you in both. I wish it was David, but it's okay. But I stuck away with two dubs that week. I'm not I'm not mad about it. Hey, that's always a good week. Two wins is two wins. A win is a win is a win. David, how was football for you? Did you get to catch a bunch of games this week? What were your takeaways? Um, I probably watched probably six or seven of the games overall this weekend. It was kind of a busy weekend. Um, but Life as a Chiefs fan is better this week than it was last week. Um, beating the Bills was a in the fashion that they did was really nice. Um, we held them to a lot less yards than they're normally getting over the season. And like Dalton said, Clyde looked great. I wonder if it's kind of a, a emphasis on. Lev Bell getting signed by the Chiefs, which we'll talk about a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I I think the Chiefs' offense looked awesome, even though it didn't look normal, so to speak. But uh, football football has been great so far this year. I mean, with the hiccups from COVID and everything, it, it's been pretty solid still. I mean, some games get pushed back, but, you know, still, nonetheless, the games are – Still quality. Yeah, it's been a fun time to be an NFL fan. I I just think this needs to be shared. 
I just came across this stat uh, today on my lunch break. Dak Prescott still leads the NFL in passing yards, and he I didn't get to play this week. I and he that. didn't even finish the week before. Is that not the craziest thing in the world? That's that is very nuts. So stupid. Bonkers. So, so stupid. <laughs> it, it, it is amazing how high of a rate that he was – completing passes and getting yards over the four games, four and a half games that he played. Like, it, ugh, just... Oh, it was his best season so far in his career and oh, cut yeah, short I, I mean, by that ankle injury. It's, it's pretty rough. Say what you want about Russ being the MVP front runner. I think if Dak keeps that up over the, you know, not even that, but like 75% or 80% of what he was doing th- through the first four games, I think he could have won MVP. So yeah. to see him get injured and out for the season, that was really sad. It would have been fun to see an MVP from a losing record, but still win the <laughs> NFC East. Okay, I got, a, I got a game for us. Let's get to our game. Let's yeah. have some fun. Okay, we're going to play a little this or that. It's not positional. We're going to move around a little bit. The first one is rookie wide receiver, this or that. Okay. If you have to plug one of these guys into your lineup every game for the rest of the season, who are you picking? T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb, or Chase Claypool? Dalton, you can go first. Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. So you're a, you're believing it. I'm believing <laughs> it so far. You know, I, I picked him up in one league, was able to get him. I played him this week, and, you know, he didn't disappoint. He performed the sad thing was is that I had Justin Jefferson on the bench and he popped off as well. So <laughs> he did. Oh, that's that's a good name we could throw in there too. Uh, David, what about you? I feel like he shouldn't be in this pool of players because Justin Jefferson would be the number one answer. I feel, but if I had to choose from those three, um, it's it's hard because I feel like the obvious answer should be Chase Claypool because he's popped off. But I think T. Higgins is – I feel like he's been growing in that offense and slowly becoming Joe Burrow's favorite target. So I'm going to go with T. Higgins. I think he's going to be more consistent over the course of the season. And he looks really good. I mean, Claypool does too. He looks awesome. But I think I think T. Higgins is going to be more consistent for fantasy production. No, I, I think that's good. I think that's good. Okay. We're going to do same team this or that this time. I'll throw this one right back to David because I know he's made some good comments on this one. David, if you are starting a fantasy team today, you have a draft, does Calvin Ridley get picked first or does his teammate, Mr. Julio, get picked first? Uh, is the standard redraft? Standard redraft. You're only, wow. You came late. You're playing for the last seven weeks of the season. Who are you picking first? Oh, Calvin Ridley. Wow, really? Even after Julio's day? I, I, I mean, even even after Julio just went off, I mean, that those might be the only two touchdowns he scores all season. Okay, okay. Dalton, what about you? I also would take Calvin Ridley. Um, I just don't trust Julio's health right now, personally. I just think he's freed from a bad coach, and now Julio's going to be like, oh, the reason I haven't been catching touchdowns is because I've had the, one of the worst coaches in the NFL. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think. I mean, I there's only be- so much the coach can. There's only so much the coach can do when the ball is actually snapped. 
Yeah, you can draw a play up and get the big tall guy a jump ball in the end zone. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's do one. We're going to do a cross-positional this or that. This one's going to go to Dalton. I know the answer's always depends on what your team looks like, depends on what your teams look like. I don't want that answer. All right, okay. let's hear it. You can have Josh Jacobs rest of season, or you can have DK Metcalf. Mind you, points scored so far this season, they're within eight points. Who do you want for the rest of season? You have to fire them up for the rest of the year. Who do you want? I want Josh Jacobs. You want Josh Jacobs. He looks so good against the Chiefs, it's hard not to say that answer. I, I want Josh Jacobs, yep. Oh, I, I mean, I feel like you guys both know what I'm ta- what I'm going to say. I'm taking DK Metcalf every day of the weekend, twice on Sunday. I mean, the, Josh Jacobs looked good against the Chiefs, but S- S- Damian Harris looked good against the Chiefs. It wasn't. It's not hard to look good against the Chiefs, except for if you're a Bills running back. Um, but I trust the Seahawks offense more than I trust the Raiders offense, and. I think that DK Metcalf is going to be a top five wide receiver rest of season. So that's not, I can't, I can't say that about Josh Jacobs as a running back. So no, yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, you're right. For Um, me, it's, I just prefer running backs over receivers. And I also want to pick Josh Jacobs over DK Metcalf just by David. So (laughs) yeah, I I knew as soon as I heard that question, I knew you would. Okay. Back to Dalton. This one's going to hurt you a little bit. I think DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson rest of season. I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) I will say one thing I thought was very interesting as I watched every snap because I'm a bears fan. The Bears had their number one corner shadow Robbie Anderson all day. Like they thought Robbie Anderson was I don't I don't even know if they thought he was the number one target, but he's the guy who gets deep, so they were gonna make sure he doesn't beat him deep. But I thought that was very interesting. Man, um, I plead the fifth for real. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to answer the question. <laughs> David, what about you? I'm taking Robbie. He's he's been consistent. He's been getting double digit targets. I mean, I think as sad as it is, as as fantasy managers who all three of us were in love with DJ Moore going into the season, like I want to say DJ Moore, but it just seems like Robbie's Teddy's favorite target, and and he, that's with Christian McCaffrey out. So I mean, that could change, but still, I I think that Robbie has proven that he has gotten out of the shadow of Adam Gase and that has bode well for him. No, that's not a bad, that's not a bad thing at all. I will say uh, DJ, I thought it was nice watching that game, seeing DJ Moore get over 10 targets. I'm just like, why wouldn't you always give him over 10 targets? Yeah, um, right. Yeah. He looked good. Um, okay. Let's do one more. It, is there any way you are starting a wide receiver, not named Amari Cooper on Dallas? for the rest of the season. We'll go to David first. Um, in like a, in like a mean, normal 12-team redraft league, not like a super deep league, just like a normal 12-team, like maybe two flex, two wide receiver, are you going to start a wide receiver not named Cooper on that team after what Dalton showed us? I, I think that if you have no wide receivers on by, 
and you can get away with it. If you have CD Lamb, I wouldn't start him if you have better options. If you're on buy and you're pinched for wide receiver, I think he's going to be fine for five or six targets a game. Like, oh, yeah. Do I feel comfortable as I did with Dak in the game? Right. No. But, I mean, even then, it, it's just like who – I feel like it's going to be who has the hot hand because, I mean, we saw it last year and – I think every year since Amari Cooper came into the league, he could disappear at times and it could be, you know, the Michael Gallup show or the uh, Michael Crabtree show back in Oakland. I mean, it it just happens. So I feel like you're never going to know exactly when that's going to happen and you're not going to feel confident like you were with Dak. Michael Gallup, I think, is droppable. Oh, interesting. I feel completely different on that. I mean, I'm not starting either one, but I'm not dropping Michael Gallup. I don't. I didn't see a reason for that. He got six targets last night. I mean, I don't. They're still going to suck. They're still going to throw a lot. Um, one last game before we move on. If okay, this one is more of. It's. I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. Okay, again, we're wiping the slate clean. No, nothing's happened. Everybody has zero fantasy points. We're starting week seven through week 13. Which tight end scores the most points from next week on? Dalton, you pick. I, I, I still think it's Kelsey, dude. I mean, you. all of us were talking in our chat last night. Or, sorry, Sunday when the Chiefs – no, it was last night. Yeah. yeah. Last night when the Chiefs were playing in – Every time they get in the red zone, David's like, Kelsey time, and boom, Kelsey gets the ball. I mean, it's it's like clockwork when they hit the red zone. So, for me, it's Kelsey easy. David? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Travis here. I mean, we're yeah, we talked about it this morning. Like, Travis Kelsey is right now, I think I said, the wide receiver five. What would be the wide receiver five on the season? And he – I mean, Kittle missed – a couple of games. Mark Andrews has been inconsistent. Johnu has missed now basically two games. But I mean, those are your top four tight ends right now. I I just don't see anyone except George Kittle coming close to what Kelsey mm-hmm. is doing. But I, the touchdowns are there for Kelsey. Yeah, the volume is there. Absolutely, the yards are there. I mean. It, it, and, you know, like Dalton mentioned that we had talked about, when they get when the Chiefs get inside the 10-yard line, I, I really do feel like Travis Kelsey is the number one target every time. And, I mean, you showed it last night. He got two touchdowns inside the 10-yard line or 15-yard line. So I, it's just too easy because he's such a mismatch for yeah. almost It also defenders. helps that every so, other wide receiver is like me and Dalton's size on the team, so he's like the only big guy on the team. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, exactly. yeah, that's a good choice. Kittle is actually averaging more points than Kelsey per game currently. Um, I think – He did have like a 32-point Well, game, yeah, I mean, though. didn't Kelsey have like probably a 30-point game last night? He's had a um, – He's had like two 20, 25-point games yeah. or something like so, that. So, yeah, Kelsey has five touchdowns. Kittle has two. I think you can't go wrong either way. I think if someone's willing to trade you Kittle and a piece for Kelsey, I think you probably do it. But, um, yeah, I think that's – I just thought that was an interesting topic. But – 
um, David, we're going to do something a little different this week. We're not going to go through all the games. So why don't you uh, tell the people how we're going to look at the rest of this episode and what they can get excited for. Yeah, so uh, kind of like Luke mentioned, we're changing it up today. Um, we're kind of just going to go through um, – we're, we're at the halfway point basically of the fantasy season um, if you end your regular season after week 13. Uh, we're coming up on week seven. So we're just kind of going to go through the league, see who has impressed so far, who we didn't think was going to be you know, this good or who we didn't think was going to be this bad or you know, who is real, who's not. And then we'll kind of look at some playoff picks going to the rest of the season, and uh, and then we'll no, uh, move I think on. That sounds, I think that's fun. Sometimes you have to go back and shine a light on yourself and be like, oh, yeah, that was pretty ugly. Why did I think that? I think that's a good call. Um, Dalton, do you – Yeah. Oh, sorry. I so, was just going to – Oh, I was, I was just going to say, so one question I did have before we got into that, actually um, – what do you think has been the biggest surprise of the NFL season so far before we get into team specifics? You mean stuff? like player wise or a team being bad? Just like, I mean, just like, yeah, just like anything. The biggest surprise from what the national media is, I think, is San Francisco being three and three, but I was all over that. Um, I will say one of the biggest surprises to me was how um, not – how am I want to put this? How bad the NFC East is? I think a lot of people thought the Cowboys and Eagles were like playoff teams, locked and loaded, go. And they're like, what, 6-10 and 10 might win that division? I think that would be my biggest surprise so far. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dalton. NFC East is like terrifying. <laughs> so I agree with Luke on that statement. I mean, we've we've made plenty of jokes about that, and it's just frightening to know that one of those teams is going to slip out of the playoffs or slip into the playoffs just by winning the division. It's sickening. Um, but yeah, for me, biggest surprise. Honestly, like I don't know if it's biggest surprise or just me being really impressed. I've always thought Russell Wilson's good. I've always been a fan, but the way he has been cooking this year and the way Seattle is just letting him take over, letting him air it out like Mahomes does and just completely control that offense is awesome. So I think that's been really cool. Um, and then this is still, this is also kind of player uh, specific, but like how, aside from last night, how bad Kenyon Drake has been this season. So yeah, that, that's for me. He's got yeah. the opportunities too. That's you know, been the hard part. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's been averaging like 15 or 17 carries a game and he's just not getting it done. I think it's partially due to the offensive line, but I I, I don't know. Yeah, aside, like you said, Dalton, aside from last yeah, night. Yeah, and I don't even know him bad. It's just it, it sticks out. So <laughs> I do and it's not fun. And last night I didn't even win from his 69-yard touchdown. I went to bed before that. I woke up and Isaac had told me <laughs> almost had a heart attack. And I look at my score oh, and I gosh. lost by a point and a yeah, half. Yeah, I saw because, that. Because, because Travis Kelsey fumbles. I was so mad. 
but that's aside from the point. I, I thought I was going to lose anyway. Um, yeah, those are both good answers. I think for me, my biggest surprise, both are in the AFC. Um, one is that the Tennessee Titans look like they're the real deal. I mean, aside from some hiccups on the defense, I think Mike Vrabel might be in my top five coaches in the NFL already. I think he, after looking or after seeing his whole mind games with the 12th man on the field penalty on purpose this weekend, I just, like he's so smart and he comes from the Belichick tree and I, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a really good coach. Um, then my second one was Lamar Jackson. Just, he looks lost. I mean, he, uh, Baltimore is still five and one. They lost to the chiefs. That's not, I mean, that's not saying much because the chiefs are awesome, but it's it, it just, they don't look anything like what they did last year and what we expected them to be this year. So I'm, I'm just really, really surprised at what they have done. And still yeah, been able to win. Comfortable at all? Now I don't think. Yeah, it just, he looks he looks extremely uncomfortable passing. I mean, he only averages like 180 yards a game, and he really, aside from this past week, he hasn't done much on the ground either. So, I yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what he does in the next you know five or six weeks. But yeah, yeah that good. was me. Uh, yeah. Well, let's get into it. Um, we'll kind of we'll kind of go by division here. Um, we'll start with the AFC East. So we got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. What are some takeaways so far? It's kind of fun. I all for everybody who listens to this that's a New England Patriot fan. First of all, I don't want to hear about oh we had such a great run. Shut up. Um, no, you can't fall back on we won for the last 15 years. No, you guys suck and you just have to live in it. And you have to just be there and you guys can try to make yourself feel better by saying, hey, we won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Well, now you're two and three and you don't look great. So how does it feel to be like the rest of the NFL is my first big takeaway from that division. Um, right. Yeah, they, they look extremely <laughs> mediocre. Which makes me so. And happy I say that knowing fan. that Bill Bill Belichick's like easily probably the best coach in the NFL, and probably I mean not that he's got a whole lot of talent on that team, but I mean he probably still could make it nine and seven and make the playoffs. But it's just kind of fun to watch them struggle. Probably. Dalton, what about you? Yeah, for the no. AFC East, um, honestly, my biggest takeaway is how bad the Bills have looked the last two weeks. They're just not good. Um, you know, they came out so hot those first four weeks and were just dominating. And Josh Allen looked like he was a MVP catalyst front runner. And now he has really just gone back to Josh Allen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah. So I'm just interested to see if they can kind of turn it back around um, and what that looks like. I am shook that the Dolphins are even three and three. Um, but and making a QB change, That's yeah, and making a QB change. But like I said, yeah, I mean, which hurts because I actually, you know, I was just about to say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like I told you guys, if you play the whole season, I think he'd end as a top twelve QB, and yeah. they're benching him now. So I, I don't understand, but I'm still kind of interested to see what Tua does. But those yeah. are my biggest takeaways. Well, I heard this morning that 
on the radio that that was their plan all along is that they were going to make the switch out before the bye week, week so that Tua had two weeks. Yeah, he had a bye week to prepare. But they're the still playing the Los Angeles Rams. Like, what a what an awful matchup. Yeah, to you want to put that man up against the best if it's a player in against the Aaron Donald. Yeah, it, uh, I like I understand doing it at the bye week, but against anyone else, like come on. Um, yeah. So, like going forward, who who, like, what has been something that you think is going to continue? Is I mean, is Josh Allen going to continue looking like the first four games? Are you thinking he's going to come back down to earth? Like, are the Dolphins for real? What are we thinking here as far as I fantasy think outcome? that every Dolphin probably lost fantasy value besides maybe Gaskin. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think that's if a you good, can sell digs anywhere near low-end wide receiver one value, you should do it quickly because I think the Bills probably aren't as bad as they've looked the last two weeks, but they're more that than they were the first four weeks on offense. Josh Allen isn't a 300-yard quarterback every week, I don't think. Um, I agree, but I think I still want to hold on to Diggs. I've, he's been really impressive to me so far this season. The volume's yeah. there. He's been solid. That's yeah, why I, I said I'm, like I'm wide receiver on one value. Like If you can get wide receiver one value, get him. I mean, I don't want to like give him away, but I think yeah, – whatever, I like I said. Um, and then I don't think you want to own a jet except no, for Crowder. But here I am. Or oh, Patriot. Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jameson Crowder. And then I don't think I want to own anyone. On I the still Patriots. want Cam. I think Cam will turn around. He might not have as good a season as I was hoping just because people are starting to stack the box against him. But we'll yeah, see what rushing floor is like, just like any the, the cheat code in fantasy. If he runs, I think he's still playable. Yeah. Yeah, he's averaging 23 points a game, which is like yeah. quarterback. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on. AFC North. We've got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. Um, I'll, I'll start off here. I think my biggest takeaway has been Lamar Jackson not looking himself, you know, from his MVP season, but also that the Cleveland Browns, Albeit it's not pretty, they're four and two, and they're in contention for a division title. I mean, you know, we're only six games away, but it, and like I said, it's not been pretty. But there's they've gotten some wins against some decent teams, so I I'm interested to see how that offense does going forward, especially with Chubb out and then potentially coming back in a few weeks, um, and if Baker Mayfield really is hurt if they make the switch to Case Keenum potentially for a couple weeks to get him healed up, or if that's a season long switch, but what, what still bum. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been playing well. I don't think that'll hurt the. I mean, backup quarterbacks are always worse than starting quarterbacks, but I don't think that's going to be like a killer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Justin Herbert is very much better than Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, AFC North. Um, I I think Case Keenum would be interesting for this offense, though, because he did play with Kevin Stefanski in that season where he took the Vikings to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I, I mean, so I don't know if that has any any 
I th- real. <laughs> I think there's three playoff teams in this division, and you. that's weird because saying the Browns are a playoff team, but I just don't see six teams, seven teams better than them in the AFC that are going to take their spot away. I don't know. I can, I, I can see the Browns going nine and seven. They can go five and five to finish the season. I don't know. I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, they, I kind of agree. I think all three of those teams could probably make the playoffs. And also that brings us right back to David's early season hot take that the Bengals will make the playoffs. And <laughs> it's not looking too good there, bud. Not looking good at all. It one is not looking one. great That's for him right ugly. now. Um, yeah. Well, and and they could have won two more of those games at least, not including the tie. So, like, if they win those those games, like they should, they could have won this weekend. They could have won week one. They could have won that tie. They could easily be yeah. three and two right now. So, I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of looking up and down the list before we got on here at the strength of schedule remaining. Cleveland Browns have the third best strength of schedule remaining going forward the rest of the season. So that five and five might turn into like seven and three or something like that. And they could no, still yeah. win I mean, 10, 11 games. So, I mean, they have a rough, rough next you know, hurt, few games. What hurts I all feel, those teams but, is they have to uh, play like two really good teams. Like if you're the Steelers, you have to play the Ravens twice and the Browns twice. And if you're the Browns, you have to play the Ravens and the Steelers twice, which isn't fair. You could be the NFC East and play everybody who's bad six times. You know, Um, I know that's a cross division (laughs) thing, but it's sometimes it just doesn't work out right. Right. I think we got (laughs) one more take to to talk about the AFC North and then we can move on. Uh, JK Dobbins. How are you guys feeling with Mark Ingram going to be out for a while? That high ankle sprain. I, I I mean as the as the JK Dobbins owner in our league I I mean with how much Gus Edwards is getting carries I'm not like too excited but also I did hear that Mark Inger might only miss like one game it cuz they I think they said this afternoon that it was a minor ankle sprain but there might he might yeah. be back at the end of October Ingram is what Which, running back thirty-seven. Weeks, so. Dobbins is running back thirty-nine, and Edwards is running back forty-five. That is just like a cluster, right? Like you don't want to play any of them if they're all healthy, and I I don't even think you want to play Dobbins if Ingram isn't healthy, just because of how Gus Edwards is getting a lot of attention. I mean he out he out carried him fourteen to That's nine. Crazy. Uh, on Sunday after Ingram got hurt. Um, so I don't know. I'm, like I'm not 49ers backfield jumping up and down, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's worse. get it moving. Um, yes. AFC South. Titans I would like to start Texas off and Jaguars. say, David, I don't know. I can't speak for Luke. I can't remember what his take was, but I told you Tennessee was real deal. And that Derrick Henry would lead this team again to the playoffs. Derrick Henry is legit. The Titans are legit. Tannehill has been great this season. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Titans are scary right now. If A.J. Brown and Johnny can just stay healthy, they're going to be I was going to say, they just got A.J. Brown back, too. Like, the offense is starting to look a little feisty. I will say one big takeaway is the Texans got the – fire your coach and the team comes alive boost 
They fired their coach. They won a game, and then they came really close. They're they're the fun team that you expected at the beginning of the year with Watson chucking it all over. I love it. QB one on the week. (laughs) Yeah, I I am not surprised that the Titans are good. I am surprised that they are this good. Now their defense, like I said earlier, their defense has some holes to it. It, I mean, they did just give up 36 points, so it's not like – I mean, to a good offense, but it's not like they're shutting people down like people thought their defense was going to be. And thank you. I was wrong about Derek. I will he has – I told you guys uh, the other day that every year, man, he has – like, lock him in for a 90-yard touchdown. It's crazy. <laughs> he does it's crazy. And did you guys see, and I don't remember the stat, like, for sure, so don't quote me on it, but the whole 21-mile-an-hour thing that he got, and he said, oh, it's too slow, but then also somebody, you know, they clocked Lamar Jackson at the same speed. And yeah, so, like, but... why, is, why is nobody talking about that? <laughs> how, how, how does this, like, 800-pound man run that fast? He's so fun to watch. He's awesome. I will say – Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Their offensive line did get worse, though. They lost Taylor Luan for the rest of the season on an ACL tear. So, I mean, their offensive line yeah, wasn't great that. to start. He's a left tackle, but... right? That's, that's tough. Yeah, losing their it's left tough. tackle does not help. So, we'll see how that offense does in the next few weeks. But I, I think that's something to watch, especially. I mean, with Derrick Henry, it's probably not going to affect him just because – he Absolutely. doesn't get tackled by arm tackles, so I mean you're gonna have and, to gain. And since we missed our podcast last week, break you know, down, we so. could have a moment of silence for Josh Norman um, <laughs> getting thrown into 2025 <laughs> by Derrick Henry. <laughs> Oblivion. He it, just just put the dude on a highlight reel of every stiff arm Derrick Henry. He, yeah, he's caught a spin stiff arm from Odell back in the call day. Call it well, good. So he, he's known to catch a stiff arm here and there. Um, and then, yeah, just lastly, last thing for me to touch on the Texans, like Luke said, dude, so awesome to see Deshaun pop off this week. Will Fuller also had an awesome week. Um, you know, I made that trade recently. Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and Jarek McKinnon for Mahomes, DJ Moore. Dude, it's looking good for me so far. I'm 2-0 since that trade. Will Fuller and, and Deshaun Watson have that connection. is huge. And now Raheem Mostert, who I have, also just got injured again to, to lock up Jerick McKinnon. It's just big. So, hey, I'm looking forward to it, man. If, if Deshaun can keep this, keep this up, which he's very capable of, I'm excited. Yeah. Garbage time Deshaun is a scary thing in yeah, fantasy no, football. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. I did want to bring up the rumors that we kind of heard today swirling around. The apparent fire sale of wide receivers is what I'm is what I've heard that anyone's available. Do you feel like Will Fuller and Brandon Cook's value goes down if they get traded? Like I mean, we we obviously see a dip in value Normally, when a team go or when a player goes to another team, yes. But like, as a wide receiver going forward the rest of the season, say Will Fuller goes to a like a Pittsburgh Steelers or 
um, like Tennessee, for example, what um, what does their me, value look like? I would say Will Fuller's value would dip slightly. But with that being said, any team trading for Will Fuller is going to be have to giving up a lot. So they're going to make him like a piece in the offense. Cooks, on the other hand, I think if he gets traded, he right. could be kind of like Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think his value will be too crazy high. So I think he could more be like a secondary piece and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So he could really plummet because he's kind of come to life the last couple of weeks. But um, I would think Fuller is kind of safer in the sense that if you're trading for a young guy like him, like you're going to have to give up some serious stuff. So you're probably going to want to like showcase him would be my takeaway. Gotcha. All right. One last part about the AFC South. Are we trusting anyone on the Jags offense? Yes. Honestly, going forward with confidence. I'm pretty disappointed in DJ Chark right now. Uh, just because – really, mainly it's just because he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Every, it seems like every week he's on the injured list and, and, and leaving the game. I just I have him in one or two leagues, and I'm pretty – I don't know. I'm about ready to jump ship. I, th- I think they're fine. I just – Okay. I don't think Gardner's got his feet behind him. I think Keelan Cole's a sneaky flex start in leagues. He's the wide receiver 20 on the year. Um, I think you can fire them all up. I think you guys know I've never been the biggest James Robinson fan. Um, his game last week showed why. He fell into the end zone, though, to save his value. Um, I just I think they all get so much volume because their offense is always behind that they're safe in the sense that they're playable, but they're not like you can't like pound the table and they're going to win you weeks type of guys. Like there are guys you start and you're going to have to kind of close your eyes and twinge a little bit, but you can start them and they're not like dart throws. I would say yeah, that's my like that. All right. All right. Let's move on. AFC West. We got the chiefs. We got the Raiders, the Broncos and the LA chargers. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about the Chiefs. I mean, you, other than the news about Lev Bell signing with them, you want every piece you can in this offense. Um, going forward, they're all going to be great options. Now, I kind of did want to just talk about that quickly. What do we feel like is going to happen with, without seeing anything yet, what what do we feel like is going to happen to Clyde's value once Lev Bell actually I think, does start getting I think people are going the insane. They're literally going insane. Weeks. There's a guy in a league of mine that traded Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Mike Williams straight up. Wow. That is just like complete overreaction wow. craziness to me. Oh, absolutely. Like, like I just, Clyde, yeah, even even. I mean, because Clyde's take still it be the doomsday. Star. Take it. It's like it's a fifty-fifty timeshare. You have a fifty-fifty running back timeshare on the best offense in the NFL. You would still want him over Mike Williams. Like I just, I, I, I. Oh, you're, absolutely. If you're in a league with someone like that, rush to that owner and just steal Clyde from him. Like, I think Clyde is no longer the guy that got picked in the middle of the first round. But, like, if you were still drafting today and you knew, like, Bell was going to split with him, like, even if it's 50-50, like I said, doomsday, he'd still go in the top three rounds. Like, to me, people are 
completely overreacting. Is Clyde RB1 anymore? Probably not. He's probably like a high-end RB2. But, like, you can't just, like, jump ship and trade for, like, a flex-wide receiver. That's crazy. That's just nuts. Yeah, that's just stupidity. Um, Personally, I own Clyde quite a bit. Um, I'm nervous, but I'm not at all overreacting overreacting like like luke said that some of these people are um that i mean that's as as simple as it can be for me just nervous a little bit in another league someone traded him straight up for nick chubb nick chubb the guy who's still out for at least two more weeks that like that doesn't make and guess what nick chubb comes back into a timeshare share i I, I just like uh, i'm so frustrated i don't like i can't i can't rationalize it it makes me crazy yeah that's kind of what i was thinking like after after the initial reactions like oh wow clyde like maybe he's not what we thought he was gonna be and then the trade happens it's like maybe he's just gonna be like you know middle of the road to high-end rb2 now that bell is in town i mean i haven't been high on bell since he went to the jets i think he's still got talent I mean, we'll see on on the best offense in the NFL as opposed to the worst team in the NFL, and they should get relegated. But do you think that Bell is anything higher than let's go? Our let's just go running back twenty four. I think okay. he's at the very low end of their RB. Honestly, um, I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to do in this offense. He this is the type of offense he's going to like excel in. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. We don't have the best offensive line, but, I mean, with his in- intellect and Clyde's running through our holes just fine, dude, I'm very excited. I think Bell's value is slightly increased, especially just leaving the Jets. Perspective, wide re- running back 24 average right now is 11 points per game. I think Le'Veon Bell can get to 11 points per game in the Chiefs offense on, like, I like give him four rushes and, like, five targets, and I think he can get to 11 points a game. Just because you can't – he goes from being the number one option when teams play the Jets to, like, what? He's behind Hill. He's behind Kelsey. Like, he's behind well, like five, six, six options, definitely, like, four or five range. Right, like – just like, I just think he's gonna well, get so yeah. like you give him a dump off, like give him four dump offs a game and he'll be fine. I think he's startable in all formats unless it's standard, maybe in a ten team league. I think, but I mean, you might not want to start him up week one because he's still be adjusting to the offense. But even if you're in a bye week pinch, I think there's worse things to do. I think he's very much like RB twenty four going forward. Very excited. Okay. I will say the Chiefs play the Jets in two weeks. You definitely want to start Le'Veon Bell, and I'm not going to say it, but maybe you bench Clyde because I think Le'Veon Bell is going to get 87 carries. So that's that. Um, Okay. Let's move on to the rest of the AFC West because I feel like they deserve a little bit of time. Um, Fantasy output going forward – I think that the best options are going to be between the Raiders and the Chargers. I don't trust anyone on the Broncos personally. I was going to say, if Melvin um, Gordon's healthy and Noah Fant's healthy, outside of Melvin I think you Gordon. can run with them. But other than that, 
Right. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about the Chargers going forward? I think with the running back situation. I think Justin Just Jackson is the number one waiver wire pickup comment. this week. Um, other than that, I mean, I just think you're just kind of praying that Eckler comes back if you're an Eckler owner. I don't know. I just think there's a whole lot of craziness going on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Josh Jacobs. He's great. He's an every week start, obviously. Um, how Here are you feeling about him? Good out Rucks, there, man. He's not obviously making a whole lot of fantasy production, but he's going to be – I feel like he's like an early tire kill, you know. You weren't like sh- – I feel like that's a bad analogy. I don't know. Maybe Hollywood Brown. Like he's going to be a boomer bust. Pr- pretty simple. He's going to catch one big play maybe, and then you're yeah. going to be happy. If he doesn't catch it, you're, you're not going to be happy. He, he's but like Will Fuller when he was with Hopkins. Like he's going to get like four targets, and if he catches one of the bombs, you're going to be happy, and if he doesn't, you're going to be mad. All right. Okay. Well, let's move on to the other conference. We'll go to the NFC East now. Now, we've kind of talked about them a couple of times here in the podcast already. Um, The Dallas Cowboys are winning the division right now with only two wins. Um, So if that tells you anything. Um, what, What do we feel about the Eagles situation going forward i mean you want miles sanders you're gonna start him every week if you have him if he's healthy do you want to start anyone the else people on the, I want the nfc east are amari cooper <laughs> and miles sanders that's it personally <laughs> zeke? oh zeke sorry I already, sorry that's a given forgot but about like, zeke forgot about him after yeah. that two fumble performance yeah. but <laughs> but i mean those, those three guys really and then like you know Scary Terry, I guess, and then even like if I really need him, then uh, Antonio Gibson. But the, like th- that's it. Like I, that's the end of the list, and I don't think we need to spend much time on the NFC East. <laughs> no, yeah, I think you're right. I think Wentz is a streamable quarterback if you're playing a team that doesn't get a, have a huge pass rush. But other than that, yeah, I think you covered it. Perfect. All right. Well, that answers my next two questions. So, um. Let's move on to then NFC North. I mean, wow. Bears, Packers, Lions, Vikings. We got two heavyweight or, two heavyweight teams in terms of standings. Um, Bears and Packers both with one loss I here. I think there's lots what, of fantasy weapons in this division. So this division. Like, just a lot. Like the Bears don't have a great offense, but Montgomery is what everyone thought he was. Safe. Robinson is a borderline wide receiver run. I mean, Adams is insane when he plays. Rodgers has been great. Aaron Jones is awesome. I mean, Galladay's looked good. The Vikings have the two wide receivers going crazy and Cook. There's just lots of fun fantasy games to be had when you watch this division play. Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, The only thing I would say is just like, I don't know. I don't think any of us are Aaron Rodgers owners, but would you guys be panicked after his performance last week or this week? I gotcha. no, I'm not at all. I mean, it it Tampa Bay right. is a good defense. I'm not. I'm not worried. They still get to play the Lions and the Vikings. 
uh, what is it? Yeah. Do they get to play them twice each? Once. Yes. Once I don't each. know if I would be panicked either. So, um, yeah. I think I'm, I'm actually not, I'm more on the scared. side of they, I believe like if Aaron Rodgers can keep it up, he might be an MVP runner, you know? So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I would say if any anything going forward with Aaron Rodgers, you just need to temper your expectations that it's not going to be Yeah. Kind of like Josh Allen, it's not going to be like the first four games. Like that's that's not going to be every week. He's not going to throw you know four hundred yards and three touchdowns every week. But you mm-hmm. you might be good for you know two fifty and two. But it just it's 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 game dependent. Like you know if they're playing a good defense, then it. You know, it's entirely on how the game's going, I feel. Because they could definitely get into their run game. Aaron Jones is great. So it just happened to be that Tampa Bay defense got up on them early. And then the offense actually played well. And then it just kind of happened. I mean, I I feel like the Packers were 10 around. And then I blinked and then it was already 38 to 10. Like, yeah, after those two picks that Rodgers threw within like a minute and a half of each other, it was just like All right, I think I have the entire game for this changed, division. So. Uh, you, how are you guys feeling about Justin um, Jefferson? Are you bought in? Yes. Um, 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 every week. I think it depends on how you feel about Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think you're starting him every week. I have him in a league where you only start three three. um you have two two wide receivers and one flex, and I actually have only started him once, and it just it's really hard to start him over like the big names. I it don't is. know. I agree, and that like, was kind of where I was at. So I I started him once over Odell, and I've started Odell over him once, um, and it's just tough. Like I don't know. I just I don't trust Cousins enough to like fire him up all the time. Maybe that's me being bullheaded, but it's tough. I agree. All right. Yeah. NFC South? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. I agree. He passed the, he's passed the eye test. So, um, yep, yeah. NFC South. Let's get to it. Uh, we got the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. Don't play what Brady or Breeze if they play a guys. team that has a pass rush. Both of them look like 40-year-olds when they play teams that get pressure on them. But if they're playing teams that can't get pressure on them, they look like they did 10 years ago. That's my big takeaway. Like Tom looked great against the Packers and because they didn't get any pass rush on him. And Tom looked really old against the bears because they hit him and pushed him around all day. It's just, he looks old when he is forced to move, which I mean, makes sense, I guess when you're 40 years old, but when, like when you actually think about it, um, I think that's a big key. So be wary if you're firing up Tom all the time in fantasy. Uh, honestly, yeah. and this is crazy. Dalton, what about you? Beginning of the year, I think Drew Brees is borderline droppable. I think unless unless it's like you know two two QB league, but yeah, I think he's droppable. He's just not throwing it deep. Yeah, I I. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, we kind of saw it last season, but we were so enamored by the Michael Thomas effect that 
we didn't really see it, but yeah, Drew Brees just doesn't throw it over ten yards. <laughs> he's he's. I want to see Jameis Winston a, with those weapons. Give it to older me. Alex I can I can I can do that. I know. Me you too. Know. Do you think the Saints would ever bench Drew it Brees? Would, though it wouldn't be a benching. It would be like, I, oh, I I could Drew not see it hurt his knee and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. So let's bring Jameis in for seven weeks. It'd be one yeah. of those. It was some kind of cover up because he's so beloved by New Orleans. So yeah, right. Yeah, um, I think after watching the last couple weeks, I think my biggest takeaway from this division is that Ronald Jones is a go. lot better than I think or than I thought he was, and I. I think that he is running away, you know, so to speak, with that running back job. I, I, I mean, I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to come anywhere even close to the starting position. He might get five or six carries or touches a game, but that's when Ronald Jones needs a breather. I, I think that he has shown that he is going to be productive – I think that Tom Brady is starting to trust him. He looks fine in the passing game. I think he's okay. Yeah, I was probably about to a say, borderline top so twenty Jones running back. Every is RB fourteen right now? In the first couple weeks, he was splitting with Fournette. So, if you think he's running away with the job, what does that mean rest of season? I think you. I think he could so, easily yeah, finish I mean, yeah. as a top I mean, sixteen running back. I I like it. Yeah, where he is now, like I, okay. I think ideally, I would probably see him as like sixteen to eighteen, somewhere in so that you, range. But so I think he has potential to stay Fournette up where come he is, back then, especially if he continues some this pace. From him because he split the first three weeks. Yeah. Okay. I oh, I mean, they didn't sign him again. for him to sit the bench. But I don't think Fournette is going to be the starter like some people. Look, not naming for names, once, I'm not thought he might be. You on our, you know, but, uh, but only because of the facts. And, you know, <laughs> I'm all about facts, David. Um, Ronald Jones looks really good right now. Like, it, it's playing well. He's the, I mean, you just said it. He's RB14 on the season which you would have never thought that <laughs> coming into the season. And I'm talking about you specifically. Um, oh, no, definitely not. I, I mean, I thought like, – I did low think he would be a very protective running back this ceiling. season. And then they then, signed him. Yeah. Then they signed Fournette. So, you know, for me, do I think that Ronald Jones is probably going to keep that position and hold the job? I actually do right now. Just, But not because he's better than Fournette. I think Fournette is a – Way more talented back than for uh, than Ronald Jones. I just think Fournette or Jones knows the system. He's been in the system and he's playing well. So why would you then give Fournette, who's been injured, still doesn't even probably know the system, the the opportunity to take that field over right now? I mean, it's simple as that. But why would you? That's a great question. But for the That's same a, reason, why would question, you even sign Fournette? I'm not Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. Bruce I, don't, I, think, I don't, I, You know what I think? I don't <laughs> think Tampa Tom, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay trust Ronald Jones. I just I think what scares the heck out of me from starting with Ronald Jones is I think when Fournette's healthy, if Ronald Jones misses a bit blitz pickup, 
he could be done for the rest of the day. And that's what exactly. terrifies me for fantasy for both of them. And then if Fournette's in, if he does something stupid, it'll flip back. It's just terrifying. I don't know. I am. I am. I, I think I would be right confident now. starting uh, but, every week. You know, we'll even see. with Fournette I, back. But. Don't don't be surprised if I come for your head if Rojo messes up and, they, <laughs> and Fournette's healthy and, and Fournette's they throw Fournette in and he goes for one fifty and two touchdowns. Like, no, be don't crazy. be surprised. I mean, yeah, I mean that happened though. Like Fournette went for like what hundred and two and two touchdowns in week two or something like that. He's like he could bust out an 80 yard run just like Kenyon. I mean, Kenyon Drake last night, he went for a yeah, buck, Kenyon Drake wasn't buck 60 and two touchdowns. Pick, That's not insane. The draft. Ronald Jones or Fournette was, he, means, he was a top like 10 pick, first yeah. round pick. Yeah. Neither was top, Fournette. Top 10 pick. Well, I doesn't matter. He's got, he wasn't the first one. So therefore your yeah. point is invalid. Anyways, <laughs> um, no, he was oh, the was one. He say. was the fourth pick. I do. You guys think um, that McCaffrey goes back to his insane workload when he comes back? Yeah, because I don't. After watching that yes. Carolina team, I think McCaffrey. I mean, don't get me wrong. McCaffrey's still going to get the ball a lot, and I just don't think he's going to get like twenty carries and ten targets like he used to. I just. Mike Davis is usable. There's no reason to put that much tread on a team that's not that good, personally. But that's like saying, like, do we want to have 20 potential touchdown-breaking runs every game or, like, 15 of those with, like – Five. Yes, and I'm telling you, I think Carolina says I don't want to have run. Christian like, McCaffrey touch the ball I, I that much because there's chances he's going to get hurt. Is what I'm saying. I just don't. I just don't think that you can. It, me personally, I can't rationalize not giving Christian McCaffrey the best running back in the NFL when he touches the ball. Well, he was averaging way more than that before he went out. Less than I'm not saying 20. Like, I mean, Kenyon Drake gets it, 20 touches. Christian McCaffrey was way up in, like, the high 20. Well, right. But, okay, 20 carries. Like, yeah. I mean, that's not even mentioning his probably five to eight targets he's going to get. But, I mean, Mike Davis has been great. He has filled in. They're three and three. They're winning, you know, some of the games. And he's looked good. He's probably 70 to 75% of what McCaffrey can do on an average week. Now, McCaffrey can put up 45 points in fantasy games. I don't think Mike Davis will ever get near that. And and not not even speaking from fantasy-wise for the Carolina Panthers, I just don't think that Mike Davis – Okay. Don't hear what I'm gives not saying. Gives them that upside on every single play. And that's why I think – I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, okay. I don't I um, don't see the sense that – Do you want to put a water Mike bet Davis on amount of touches, touches for game. Christian McCaffrey per game? Because I would willing to do it. <laughs> uh, 
the first game. Well, I don't even know what he was averaging. Twenty-seven Davis so. attempts slash targets, and he was on pace for twenty-eight before he got hurt in week two. I would willing to say that he will average less than twenty-four targets slash touches a game for the rest of the season, very easily. Partially because I don't think the Panthers are going to be super excited to hmm. fire him back up and win. Because that's him as a playoff team. Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, he, his first three games, like he could get like 10 to 15 touches or carries, and then they could be winning or losing and they could just have Mike Davis take off the load because he's still coming back from an injury. Like he, I don't know. That's tough to say. Like you don't know how healthy he's going to be when he actually comes back. I mean, coming off of a high ankle sprain, he could get 10 touches his first game back. So I think I would go the under on 24, but also you just said, why not give it to him? Only four give less it to him all. He's awesome. So if he's you he's great. Carries, I jump do back. I mean, no, I'm I'm mm. saying I'll take the bet. Luke. I think Mike Davis is okay. At the risk of doing a two hour pod, at the risk of doing a two hour podcast, I think Mike Davis is good for six or seven. Fair enough. No. Six to I'll eight touches a Luke, game. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And I'm good. I'll, I'll do it. it Twenty four right. touches. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We have one more division to go through. Let's do the NFC West. We got the Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers. I I think this is arguably the best division of football right now. Um, They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, What do you you guys take away other than the obvious Russell Wilson? He's awesome. Their offense is awesome. What let's kind of focus on the other three teams. What, what are we thinking like rest of season for what would be, what, if you guys had to put a substantial amount what of the money 49ers on who's going to finish like, last it, place in this division right now, who do you think you'd put the money on? That's tough. I think I still put on the Rams. I don't like the Rams. Oh, I, I, think, I think I would put it on put, the Cardinals and you guys know, I don't I like think the 49ers, put it on the Rams too, but I, I just don't know. The Cardinals are tough. The Cardinals defense. That I mean, was the whole, that's the hardest part. Like they night. all look they good. I think really every good. team in this division I mean, could end up with nine wins. Let's just you know what? I'll take my my kudos, my cookies. I started the Cardinals defense in three different leagues. You did. Leagues. I saw that. that thank, was you. Awesome. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You said so, you, <laughs> you suck. Yeah, facts. Facts. <laughs> but no, it's hard to say the Rams though, just because of like like. Dude, I'm big fan of Aaron Donald, big fan of Jalen Ramsey. Like, I, even though their defense still hasn't, like, looked good this year, honestly. But, like, it's hard to say that. And with the receiving yeah. weapons, I don't know. But for me, it's it's simply Jared Goff. I don't trust him. I oh, think he yeah. blows it. So. So, here here's a fun fact. The Cardinals have lost two games. They lost to the Lions by three points. They lost to the Panthers by 10 points. They are in second place. They are in second place in the division. They have scored the third most points behind Seattle, 169 to 166. 
they have given up the least amount of points in that division. I mean, it's not saying much because Seattle's defense is bad, but they have given up two less points than Los Angeles. It's 112 to 114. And San Francisco has given up 130, Seattle 135. So, albeit, like, the Cardinals' defense, like, they're playing pretty well. That's over six games. They're averaging less than 20 points given up. So... Without Dak, and then they played Washington. I mean, yeah, they played the Jets, yeah, and they played the true. Cowboys, and right. Yeah. There's your test. <laughs> right. Like, they played the Seahawks next or this week. They played the Bills. Is that a they prime played the Seahawks game? Because again. who doesn't want to like, watch the Cardinals? Yeah, the they'll Seahawks. get some Let's tests get, for right. sure, but I mean. Dude, K1 versus Russ. ETV. I think that's, that's the game awesome. of the week. It's the 3 o'clock on Fox, so. Yeah, so I mean, my point is like, maybe they're yeah, better than we think, but also they it wouldn't yeah, surprise they me if they really aren't as good as we yet. think. Just so, because I, think I was just gonna be say this, like to they, they brought back the exact same defense they had last year. It with with Isaiah Simmons. That's that's who they added. Yeah. So healthy, right? But I mean, Buda Baker is better. Patrick Peterson, five, I, I think, in the for. Actually wants time. to be there. He's good. He's, he's a good healthy. player. Chandler Jones is a good linebacker. You know, I would, Isaiah Simmons yeah, is a great prospect. I, mean, I feel like you could tell me the Cardinals can anyway. finish the season at six and ten, and I'd believe you. And you could tell me they finished the season at ten and six, and I'd believe you. It's like one of those teams where literally anything is possible for that team. I feel like between now, yeah, and I, I would agree. They're fun to watch, though. So. I, I think. I think it comes down to how well they use Kevin Drake. The superstar. They have be it. A1 <laughs> and superstar in that offense. <laughs> they need to use him. I think. <laughs> Kevin Drake is clearly man. the best running back in this division, oh. and they're not using him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but but I do think that isn't like that is an actual real statement. Like I do think there are. Going forward, their offense is going to depend okay. on their on their usage of the running backs because I, I don't say, think Kyler is going to be able seems to keep up to like ten to fifteen times a game. Of he doesn't want to run, but he feels like he has to, and I feel like you can tell by the way how he calls the plays. Like, oh, we have to run here, and so Drake gets twenty touches, but they're like not well designed, thought out runs. It's like crap. We've thrown three times. We better run it. Like. I don't feel like he cares enough to figure out how to scheme up a good run play, which right. sounds ridiculous. But just like watching their games, do you ever like, are you scared of their running game? And I don't like, and they're never facing eight man boxes. Like they should be able to run. It just doesn't make sense. Right. That's what has infuriated me the most is like, they should be nothing. Not, I don't think anything has changed since last year when mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake became the the star player that he was last year in the Cardinals offense, other than adding DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That, that alone should draw three defenders out of the box. Like it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And the fact that he, Still, he the fact that he's averaging like eighteen Maybe he's carries the trade a game. Maybe like we just talked ourselves into thinking Drake has value rest ridiculous. of the season because, like, 
it's like impossible to think he's going to be as bad as he has been on the ground for the rest of the year. Oh, God. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon oh Drake. Joe Drake. Rest it's an easy answer for me. Go. I think they have a way better offense. Give me Kenyon Drake. punch. Wow. Um, I'll take Mixon because they seem to like give him the ball in the red zone. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. Like to me, that's like running back nine and yeah, running back I, eleven I rest of season, too, probably. Those are and, really close. That's tough. Yeah. I I mean they're both yeah, they're the like they're doing the same thing. Like Maybe. they're touchdown dependent, right? Like they have been touchdown dependent that's so far tough. this season. I just but they're both I getting I feel like they, I feel like carries a game. Oh, that's tough. That's a good question. That was a good one. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> All right. Any last takeaways from the NFC West before we move on? Let's do it. All right. We are Dalton, in take us away. Week seven's edition of What Were You Thinking? And let's just start it off with something simple. Like, I don't know, David, 78 <laughs> points this week in the L. What were you thinking? I saw your score, and I was thinking, oh, he's got to have the lowest score Atrocious. this week. Ouch, buddy. To my surprise, Atrocious. you weren't, my guy. <laughs> to I'm my surprise, bad weeks you weren't. Week. It was an ugly week, but I will get to it. Really, I, I didn't really have anything to put David on blast for. I just wanted to. 78 points. That's what I went for. Next, let's move on to Ben. Ben has found himself in this segment every week, I think. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. Royce Freeman? Ben, <laughs> you sound like Luke from last year and the year before that, just swearing by Royce, Royce, Royce. No, I think Luke has learned that lesson as well. And I don't think you have yet. Melvin Gordon gets Ben for one game because of a stupid mistake, and he puts in Royce Freeman. You better roll Royce your way back to the drawing board, buddy. Ben, that was ugly. What were you thinking? Sherman, take. Stop playing T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> what were you it. thinking? That's it. Stop it. Like, I, it hasn't even hit double digits this season. <laughs> Just put him on the freaking bench and wait for him to prove you wrong for, like, three weeks. And then be like, okay, now I can play you. And even then, he'll probably be dud for you right after that. So just stop playing him. And Isaiah Ford? Guys, can you tell me who Isaiah Ford plays for? Uh, no. I can't. Miami. Miami. Nobody even really wants Miami. to play Preston Williams and they still will play him. Why are you playing Isaiah Ford? <laughs> Zero points and you deserved every bit of it. <laughs> what were you thinking? You started two guys that got zero points. <laughs> zero points. And on top of that, he, yes, he had two goose eggs and two players with one point. <laughs> 51 points. This is the <laughs> lowest score. Oh my goodness. He had four white. <laughs> I know you were crying yourself. He had four white this week, buddy. And that's okay. Because points. every single person should. That puts up 51 points. <laughs> that's it. That's what I got this week, guys. What were you thinking? <laughs> that, that makes me think. Okay. I don't want to finish your segment. 
I think we need to talk about the week that Aaron scored oh. like 27 points. Because we just saw a guy that scored 51 points, and he had like f- two guys put up goose eggs. Like, what did Aaron do that week? That was hard to think. Was that this season? That was Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, no way. No way I would have let him slide with 27 points. I don't points. know. No, it was last year. Oh, we need to we we need to dig that up. It's hard to bring believe it out on the podcast. This guy had two players that was under two points that, and two guys single handed goose. And, he still and looks Tennessee one. scored negative, and he oh, got. My Lamar, okay, no, but here's yeah, here's the funny like That's Lamar Jackson scored more this week than Aaron's team entire team did that one week last year oh my word that's so bad (laughs) i'm dying Uh, All right, well, let's get here's my preview. Don't watch it. Stay gross, disgusting. Goodbye. Take your wife out on a date. Hey, babe, Um, you know, you're more important than football. Yeah, I love you. Let's let's renew our vows. What? What? What's going through their minds with these Thursday night football games? We've had two maybe that are like watchable, and one that you were like excited about, which was week one. And (laughs) what what is this? Is, Is Thursday night football just garbage time football? I, I think understand. it's the NFL spitting in our face saying, we know you'll watch anything. We're going to prove it. Like, <laughs> goodness. Yeah, basically. They just need to get rid of Thursday night football, make Monday night football the primetime games again, have two of them way. every Go week, Thursday, and Monday, we'll have Tuesday. a decent matchup get more Sunday football, night, not less. and we'll call it good. No Thursday nights. <laughs> That would work. Or, yeah, take away th- – no, or just take away Thursday and make the primetime game Tuesday night. <laughs> um, I mean, in all reality, uh, you don't re- – I mean, you don't really want to start anyone in this maybe game. Maybe Boston Scott, yeah. Need to start Carson Wentz or oh, Devon whatever backup running back for play, the Eagles. Play is top play. 20. You're probably starting him if you own him. And Other than Devonta, yeah. So, probably yeah, those Devonta Freeman. Slayton, Boston Scott, and – yeah, I mean, I don't know if it well, matters. I, mean, I don't know. I just do you think he's going to get the Darius just, Slay treatment? Yeah, I don't know. They move slightly around though. Their defense they get is him still in the bad, but Darius Slay I think they'll get enough more, work so. to make it worth it. All right. Well, yeah, I, I'm not looking yeah, forward to this game. That might be one of the best forward games that I watched, I like a 20-minute condensed 10 minutes version. of it, but if that. This That's was a 30-minute yeah. podcast. Well, any last thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that was a lofty goal. Um, well, yep, guys, make sure you tune in again on Friday. Uh, we'll be coming at you with uh, the rest of the matchups for week seven and uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Um, make sure you are entering the podcast giveaway. Uh, we're still doing that. We'll announce it here soon. Once we get to the mark. Um, yeah. All right, later guys. That, I think Peace. we're done here.
and remember that the giveaway ends as soon as we hit 250 listens. And to enter to win, you must do those four things mentioned before. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Sports913Pod, for more news and more entertainment. Then also make sure to follow our personal accounts on those platforms as well, which those handles are in the bios of our podcast pages. And remember, we're up to two shows a week now. The plan is to release a new episode every Wednesday and Friday. Thanks for tuning into the show, and we'll catch you on our next episode.